Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And I hope you all are just welcoming us back to What yeah. Have You as well. We've exactly. showed up too. We're we all here. Came and contributed that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a incident this week that I actually have multiple multiple blessings have happened to me in okay. the, of this kind. But do tell an incident this week just speaks to sort of how we've been podcasting also. But okay. I got a um had a furniture delivery okay. coming. All right. So we all know how great trucking is going right now. Right. In our country. Yeah. And freight items are for sure coming in without a hitch yeah. all over the yeah. country. And this particular item I ordered, uh, and it was being delivered, you know, with a third party. Yeah. You know. Which we know how well that went for me and my bed. Yes. It's just what you want always yeah. is, um, and yeah. So anyways, I get a call though on the day of, mm-hmm. and I'm like, we're in Moscow. And I'm like, okay. I said, but we can't find your address. We we don't know where it is. And I was like, so it's not showing up. Now, our, we live out in the country a little bit. And it is, a, we have had maps do weird things to people. Sure. Where yeah. that like sends them in the totally wrong direction to, instead of Gold Lane to Gold Hill. Where there's not even a house. So it's yeah. like out in Princeton. Yeah, so yeah. when someone says they can't find my house, I'm like, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I'll help you out here. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm in Moscow right now, so I can meet you. You know, I can find you somewhere. You can just follow me out there. Yeah. And he says they're on Damon Street. I was like, what? I'm like, I've never heard of Damon Street. (laughs) Or if I did, I forgot it immediately. And we live in a small enough town. Yeah. And I realized, for those of you who don't know Moscow well, this will not sound as funny. But I'm like, where is Damon Street? So I said, I look it up real quickly and I'm like, oh, they're on the other, they're in like the residential section over by McDonald Elementary, like on the other side, on the other side of uh, Mountain View. Yeah. So I say, how about we meet in the Nazarene Church parking lot on Mountain View? Yeah. And he says, I don't even know how to spell that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm driving in town because I have, I'm like in the car so it makes it harder to like try yeah. this. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well it's on Mountain View, and I'm like, you know what? Hold on, I'll let me just look up the address so that you can put the address into your maps, yeah. whatever. Okay. So I Google Nazarene Church Moscow. Yeah. And it says 108 East Fourth, and I'm like, that seems That's bizarre weird. because <laughs> I was like, it's on. Mountain View and 6th, and then I thought, well, maybe that other side of the block entrance is 4th Street, but realize that I'm in an awkward position where I've just, like, stopped to Google it, and I'm on the phone with a man on speakerphone who's clearly not sure sure what he's doing, so I just trust the Google that it's, that that must be the address, because it did say, like, Moscow, there's some, I mean, whatever, so I said, I'll meet you there, then I drive to the Nazarene Church puzzling as I go, how would that be 4th Street? Like, what? That cannot be 4th Street. And I get there and I drive around the parking lot and I'm like, yeah, it's definitely not 4th. It's between 6th and 7th. Like, 4th (laughs) doesn't play into this at all. So, I call the guy again. He says, yeah, we're almost there. Be there in a second. And I'm like, 
I, I'm not sure that you are almost there. <laughs> Because there's no sign of them, and he should have been also, there much faster. Also, I don't faster. think we have a fourth street at all. Well, we do. I found that out. But anyways, he does. Yeah, almost there. We're on Washington, and then <laughs> I'm like on Washington. Like that's a whole other ball game from Mountain View. Like we're now we're really on up. You know, like we're uh-huh. we have passed each other in the night. Yeah. I like I am on the wrong end of town. And he says, yeah, we're on Washington. Oh, we're at taco time. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, we'll just stay there because I know where taco time is. So just stay at taco time and I will come to you. So I'm getting the giggles because this is a very funny person that I'm on the phone with anyways. It is a very, you know, kind of I would say uneducated but also very blah very not (laughs) thinking anything's funny so i'm like you stay at taco time i'll be there in a jiffy so i whiz around marco yeah so totally so i whiz around at the nazarene church and zoom off to taco time (laughs) and as i am approaching taco time I am suddenly full of, I'm just feeling ill at ease because I'm like, how taco time from Washington? Like, no. why did this happen? No. Why were you on Washington and then taco time? And, and <laughs> it's all very far away from Mountain View. So Mountain View, which is where I thought we were going to be yeah. ending up on Washington and taco time yeah, was no. weird. So I get to taco time <laughs> and they are not there. There is no truck there. <laughs> <laughs> then I suddenly think. Did he mean, mean Taco, Taco Bell? Bell. <laughs> Which is and also Taco Bell is not, not, on, on not on the track either, but it's closer to Mountain View. Yeah. So I'm like, could it have been Taco Bell? So I'm like, okay, I'm screaming back out of Taco Time <laughs> to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> and then he texts me, whoops, my bad, we're on third. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how are you on third? And he says, we're at the Taj and at the Taj Market, which I realize is because there's a Taco Time, this way to Taco Time sign oh at the Taj word. Market. So then I'm like, I'm coming to you. <laughs> Don't move. So I loop around. I get to the Taj Market. And the Taj is like third street traffic, pretty busy. They yeah. have parked their delivery truck facing down the alley of the Taj. So it's like very weirdly between a car dealership and like whatever. And then I go and go up to the door of the cabin. Nobody's in it. I'm like, "Um," (laughs) but it's running. It's just out there. So then I text him like, I'm here. And he's like, cool. We're just getting drinks and snacks and stuff. (laughs) They're, They're in the Taj market refueling. So I wait in the parking lot for a while for these guys that come out and they they are what I would have expected them to have been. It is a rough lot that yeah. has taken this job. But but bless them, they're actually out hustling and yeah, working and doing, doing it. I'm I've had no objections to them other yeah. than the hilarity of the lack of professionalism. Oh, and word. then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna drive around and try to meet you at the other end of this alley because there's no way they can back out of this thing and I can't yeah. get past them. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to try to find a way around. Which is how I think somewhere in the heart of that, behind like C&T Auto, there may be a 4th Street. I think, oh. and I think that there's like a like a half yeah. inch of like a block a of a 4th Street. Yeah. of a... 
So I get around there and they follow oh me out. Word. We get to my house and then they're hauling in the box. And then they're like, and here's another box. Sorry, I'm getting phone calls here while I'm on the podcast. Um, they haul a box in and I was like, that can't be it. It's just a weird, it's like, I was thinking, <laughs> how can this be what I thought I was getting today? And they're mm-hmm. like, just one more. And I was like, I only bought one thing, so that was weird. So they haul in the next box and I was like, I, I don't think that this is what I ordered. And they're like, yep. It's a bathroom vanity. And I was like, nope. I didn't get a bathroom vanity. Oh, so my God. Then they puzzled about for a long time in the back oh, of their truck. Word. And then they were like, hey, you're right. That's not yours. And I was like, okay. So they haul it all back in and then they oh, bring my in mine. And they're like, still never seem to have found anything funny the whole time. I was just really <laughs> dying at the whole, like, uh, on again, off again, meet up in Moscow well, with the furniture delivery men. there was some old, like, radio show somewhere that would prank people. Mm. And there's one really funny one that was about being lost in Home Depot. <laughs> and they call some lady at the desk. And he's it's this guy being like, I'm just lost. I got in here. I can't find my way out. I've been wandering up and down the aisles. And Anyway, then she's like, okay, where are you? And he's like, I'm in the garden hoses. She's like, just stay there and I'll come get you. And he's like, I'm in blue pants. I'm looking at toilets and sinks. And she's like, wait, where are you? And then a minute later, he's like, I'm looking at nails and staples and nails and staples. (laughs) She's like. And she's like, wait, hold on. Just stay right there. What are you looking at? Please stop it. Taco time. I'm looking at extension cords. This is me in the yellow pants. (laughs) (laughs) And it just goes on indefinitely with her like running around the store trying to find the elusive lost in the depot. But that Uh, sounds like your story. It was. It felt like a really interesting (laughs) journey that I was having. Like, stay where you are. I'm coming to you. Whoops. We're on third street. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my well, you word. know, my bed saga, I, we'd thrown away our frame. So at the end of our party, we had a big snarl in our bedroom of a pile of things and a mattress on the floor and everything. And so, and then we had to leave town. And so by the time they called us, they said, well, we can deliver it next week. And we're like, well, we're not going to be in town next week. So it has to be the week after that. And so we set it all up. We have the emails confirming and everything. And then we're down in Florida and Ben gets a call saying, we're going to be there in the morning. <laughs> and Ben's like, what? And then he gets another call that says, actually, we're going to be there tonight. Yeah. And so he you was can never like, tell when we're coming. No, he was like, you know what? That's all right. Just go on in there. And he sort of tells him it's through the dining room. Just, you know, go on in there and set it up. And I was like, well. They got a treat (laughs) looking at my bedroom. But you know what? They coped and they put it in the right house. They put it in the right bedroom. Good, good. And we have a bed. We came back and we have a bed. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. So in the end, the delivery men, they made their way through. And they got us a bed. And you got your mysterious furniture. That's good. It was a cabinet. That's why it was so weird. It was a one unit cabinet, <laughs> which is why it was so weird that it started coming in in small boxes. Because <laughs> I was like, really? I wouldn't have thought oh, this was a like build goodness. your own. It's a metal cabinet, so it just didn't seem no. like it was going to come in multi units. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? It did not. So I need to say something 
that we've already briefly talked about, but I just feel like the podcast listeners need to be looped into this because as we all know, the Olympics have been doodling on with their drama of, I haven't been following it, but, but I do see the occasional thing that happens past. And I discovered that out of the clear blue sky, the, is it the Norway's team? No, it's not. Denmark. Which oh, was oh. it that the team decided? I think, it's, I think you said it was Norway. Yeah, it was a Scandinavian country that you wouldn't have thought would be standing from for... the land of nude spas. <laughs> comes a sudden call for yeah. modesty. Well, they're just like we can't wear these atrocious suits for handball on the beach anymore. Look at the boys. Look what they're We're wearing. Calling it off now, yeah. and then the German gymnastics team came in unitards to combat the sexualizing of the gymnasts and then the singer pink is offering to pay the fines for this now i just wanted to bring everyone's attention to the fact that matthew west got reamed to death by the christians Mm -hmm. three weeks ago for saying perchance you know and and the Christians came through to say that's the stupidest. That it, to say you are the to worst. say that it is sexualizing is in itself an offense against humanity. Yeah, but you know and people are people are so messed up right now with no not even hoping to be consistent. No, no, they're not. They're but, not even. But thinking the fact that we just now we just now got all the Christians yeah. on the record saying, "How dare you say that a girl with no clothes on is." in any way nothing nothing about that you know, is in like, any way sexual nothing about that no. why aren't you telling the boys you why aren't pervert. you telling the boys to stop anyway yeah. we were laughing we're like maybe maybe Matthew West should try a song out this week because maybe See this week be on point this week people are going to be okay with it now that the Germans and the Norwegians right. have come through to say and like since when have we now had like liberal people being like put some clothes on how dare I, you I just while the like, christians are all out and about being like this we my... can wear whatever we want not that we try to turn what have you into a podcast about politics <laughs> but i just like to say i just like to say here's a question that i have if we're gonna be all about making people declare their vaccine status oh my word i just think let's just Let's just talk a little more about like declaring your your uh, you know statement of faith. Do you have any contagious diseases? STDs. Well, I was like, you know, yeah. proof that you have yeah. no STDs before you can come in this bar. If you're HIV positive, yeah, get away from here. Well, I'm just or, gonna I mean, say we actually that, but that's the example of them not being in any way consistent no. because what is more likely to cause long term harm? Yeah, it is. Not the COVID. Yeah. Right? That's true. But it is the one that we are using as the platform for incredible. I will say that we were just down, we were in Florida, and then the next week we were in Boise. And so I got to pop into some stores, you know, in both places. And we're in Moscow. There's no shopping. Shopping is neither here nor there in Moscow. We order a lot of things. Thus, our sagas with the delivery men. But the big city shopping where you can just pop in and see the chains, you know, the yeah. stores that are yeah, chains. Yeah. I hadn't done that in a while, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot go into any store 
without there being a humongous statement of faith at the door. Oh, I know. Regarding their position on transgender everything. It's kind of like, hear ye, hear ye. Before ye enter into this place, just know that we are in fully, you know, we fully endorse perversions of all kinds. And if you don't like it, don't come in. And it's so funny because it's uh, like, it's all the main stores, even like Columbia, like you're going to go in there to buy yourself what, like a windbreaker or something. Right. And it's like a massive pride display at the door. We're not even in June now, you know, so it's not, no. they have, they have their little hiking, every hike your own path, trail, whatever pride things. And just the thought of what would happen if Christians decided to be as aggressive about what we believe. Sort of like, before you come in, we should tell you that we think wives should submit to their husbands. Yeah, or just a little entryway banner that says... We're baptized. One man, one woman, committed for life, plus babies. (laughs) Like, and the total outrage. Oh, yeah. But you're like, why? I thought we were talking about these things. I thought thought that if you wanted to go buy a dog leash, you had to first talk about this. (laughs) I know, because it's like, I'd like to get some dish soap. I have to make my way around the massive tribute to Sodom and Gomorrah that is here in the front door. I mean, it's just really epic. And I just, I don't know. I think we all ought to be just noticing that other people aren't hiding their light under a bushel. No, we are are so shy, so shy to say the thing. Mm-hmm. So awkward about it. Yeah, it's just yeah. you know, Christians are just and, gonna and have can to you toughen imagine, up a little can bit. Can you imagine the liberals all telling each other, "Take that down! You're hurting our witness." <laughs> 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 that is exactly what would happen. That's ex- yeah. If the Christians took to the streets in the same way. Oh, it's so funny. It's just like, but it's also as Dad always says, you should always take comfort that. In the long run, stupidity never works. No. Like, it can't, no. it doesn't actually it doesn't. yield generational good fruit. No. I just can't. The Olympics, I remember you, I used to, like, it was fun. fun. But yeah. now that we, no, nobody can be patriotic due to the fact that we, apparently, our athletes stand against everything that we are. And then people are being drama llamas here, <laughs> there, and everywhere. What I have been unnerved by, for sure is the uh, weirdness of like you know the you know the the like <laughs> sorry and we're back Rachel I'm had back. to pause sorry she had intermission to do, she had to conduct some correspondence yeah okay so <laughs> what I was gonna say is I do find it really bizarre when you see things that are so obviously and manifestly untrue on mm-hmm. the internet and then you read the comments and depending on which pocket of the internet you got into you either feel like the entire world has lost its mind yeah. or like that one time I had a very encouraging time in the comments of like a New York Times post where the comments were hilarious where it was mostly people totally disregarding what they were saying mm. but I just yeah. saw this about the one the big the trans man in the women's weightlifting <laughs> and the comments were just like 
Laurel seems like such a neat lady. I mean, like all these people that are just like, you're thinking like, look at the picture. <laughs> like it really looks like, it's like a version of if you could pull up the most terrifying looking meth addict mugshot yeah. and you have everyone being like this seems like a wonderful babysitter yeah. sweet See, sweet babysitter material right here it's like you are <laughs> obviously overlooking every uh, like everything that's yeah. perfectly visible to any well, human when we were young and Nate and I were perhaps in an evil spirited mood we decided randomly to con Rachel into mm. thinking that we were from Moscow, Russia. Oh, that's and good. do you remember this day? I and Rachel's like, "What?" And we're like, "Yeah, Rach, like we're in Moscow, Russia. What are you talking about?" And she's like, "No, we're American." We're like, "No, we're not. We're Russian." And she's like, "We're not Russian. The Russians are the bad guys." We're <laughs> like, "No, what are you talking about? The Americans are the bad guys." And this went on like. She was like, no, no, we're from Idaho. We're like, no, we'll show you on a map. Like, we got out a map, pointed to <laughs> Russia, showed her Moscow on the map of Russia. She's like, well, why are we speaking English then? And we're like, we're not speaking English. We're speaking Russian. <laughs> anyway. Weren't they clever? I, yeah, we were pretty witty. Um, the thing about that, though, is I feel like that is our public discourse. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand. Look here. Look here at this picture of an enormous, a rhinormous man. Mm-hmm. And doesn't she seem like the mm-hmm. dearest little person? I know. You know, you're like, you know, guys, <laughs> this isn't true. It's just not true. No. And when people are intent on telling lies, they're just going to keep on lying. You no, know, and like, it makes it's... it very funny because you're like, I don't even know what we're here for anymore. I mean, no. there's no... no. There's no discussing with you. <laughs> There's just, nothing uh, like... Uh, it's true. Well, here's the thing. Without one team to get into the very fraught subject of our gymnast who bowed out. Well, I, I actually... All I know about it... Yeah, well, I know enough to know what I lot, think, Becca, but it's so, no, it is so There's fraught. a lot of fritzel on every oh, side. But the thing time, is, I saw somebody posted time. a good meme that was marked safe from feeling compelled <laughs> to comment on a distressed Olympian that I know nothing about. <laughs> and so I, I say nothing about that. I, I, I actually heard, do want to say something about it. Well, I was going to say something pertaining. Okay, go it. ahead. You okay. say something pertaining and then I'll whether say something. Whether she should have quit, whether she shouldn't have quit. That's not my thing. That's not my gig. Um, Perhaps her case of the twisties was that bad. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to comment on whether the twisties are a real or imagined phenomenon because I know nothing about the situation. No. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is that we now live in an era where when someone says, I have to put my mental health first over Everybody everything else. else that is the heroism that and we have been says, looking so for. Brave. That is where Jen Hatmaker comes She's through so to tell us how great it is. Now, the thing is, is maybe she should have quit. Maybe she shouldn't have quit. That's not the thing I'm trying to say. I'm just saying there are certain eras where what we admire is people pushing through the pain. People, you know, like the heroism of doing something that was really hard for you and you did it anyway. 
there are sometimes, and, and that can be taken to extremes too. And we can, people can sacrifice all kinds of things on the, that altar that they shouldn't sacrifice. So I, all I'm pointing out is that we admire people quitting. Yeah. In the no, middle now, now the we're huge, we're huge yeah. fans of the quitters. Yeah. And, We're, and the thing is, is maybe she which just shows in maybe, our workforce data right now yeah. that we love a good quitter. Yeah, and maybe <laughs> in every single way she should have quit. That's not what I'm saying, but we would have applauded her even if she had no good reason at all. Our, our well, whole society this is, is ready my, this is to my, applaud that. My feeling I have a lot of random observations about this, but I just think you gotta accept the fact that being a competitive gymnast is a terrible lifestyle choice. (laughs) (laughs) And once you're at the top of that pile of the people who have given their whole lives to this pursuit, to Mm -hmm. this particular thing. I just think it's very funny to come in suddenly with the words of of moderation and how we should have, you know, it's like, because there's a lot of reasons that we, there's a lot of different pursuits that we love for our kids to do Mm -hmm. and to experience and to be challenged by and to do something that we would find to be really unhealthy if it started to dominate their life. And abhorrent. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that were like, we'd love for you to, you know, we have Chloe takes piano lessons. We're like, she's just taking piano lessons. Yeah. Well, but I would find it, unless you were in a very, very specific situation, having, like, pushing someone to be a concert pianist is a level that we would never do because we care about other things more right. than just that. Or they do some time at... Irish step when they were little they did that but we have no interest in trying to see this through to touring with river dance like we're like there's no we have no aspirations or like someone that we want to play they play sports but we have no desire for that to actually be the dominating factor in their life so the things that we want them to learn from things it's like it's really weird because America especially has this like hyper specialization thing going right now like that you have to like it's very since when we were kids like kids sports is a totally different world now than it was when we were kids because there's a ton more like people training their kids all the time touring yeah like like the thing that's really important to us is all the time you put into whatever yeah sport. it's always like i'm sorry we're not going going on the road over no. the weekends no, with an elementary school <laughs> hockey team well like, there's a lot of things that having a lot of kids just weeds you right out of in yeah. the first place yeah but uh, part of what i was saying this about is that with when it comes to the olympics you're already dealing with someone who's committed their life to this in a very yeah. different way than you yeah. would think was and some of the people really have clearly been given a gift like it is, you know, really impressive. Like steward the gift that you have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I do think that there's, I, I don't know. I felt like all of moderation the in all things is sort of my feeling. But yeah. see, and here is the thing: if you guys understand the fact that I also am just making a passing comment about this, I have not studied this situation in depth. 
But one of the things that I think is funny is I'm like, yeah, I, I am confident with everyone else that American gymnastics was a cesspool of deviousness oh, yeah. and terrible things happening. Yeah. So a disruption of how we were good at gymnastics mm-hmm. could be a, a, good, yeah. a great thing. You oh, know, yeah. like, yeah, there was a lot of hideousness happening there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Carrie Strug and her vaulting on a broken foot, which was amazing. Yep. And, and I'm like, people are like, but it was terrible and she never should have done it. And you, and here's my question. Do you think that that was a good way to end your competitive gymnastics <laughs> career? Because I think it was. I mean, like, if you're going to go ahead yeah. and vault on a broken foot and get gold and not be able to do it again, but you did yeah. actually be the hero of the team mm-hmm. at the Olympics, I was like, you know, you had yeah. to end sometime. You can't, you can't be doing this at 45 anymore (laughs) so it has to end sometime what kind of a shock is it that it ended in an injury not really much of a shock isn't that how it goes injury laden right and like and so part of me just feels like i don't know what we think ought to be happening at the olympics like like of course people are hurting themselves at the (laughs) olympics (laughs) i i but all this to say, guys, I, it's not my it's not my assumption that the Olympics is supposed to be the safest place right. to try out your skills. Yeah, and and I again, I am I'm not commenting on whether or not she should have quit, but I'm just saying, had it been the lamest sauce excuse yeah, totally. ever, we still would have applauded her. Okay, because that's the thing that we like to see right now is wanna... somebody flopping on the floor no it culturally that's turning and it's weird because um what is it in uh peace child right when was it in peace child i think it is where they where they where they couldn't betrayal (laughs) yeah where they thought betrayal was really the hot stuff so when they were trying to tell them the gospel story they all just thought judas was clearly the big hero yeah like they were like good on that guy he did it right and (laughs) and it just was a massive yeah like these people are so messed up. And I remember hearing that and think, and it's funny how you could not imagine a world where that was, where people would admire that, but you see how much it's changed in our lifetime, in our lifetime to having people admiring things that are totally not. No, like um, being brave, pushing through the pain is seen as oppression, a a terrible thing that you did. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's a bad example. (laughs) Right. Um, And it's just, it's just really weird because it is, but what, okay. So I do feel like everything is opposite day because the fact that we've got the Christians insisting that women should be as immodest as they want. And it's horrible of you to say otherwise. And then you have the liberals. And there was that horrific, like youth pastor. Apologizing. Apologizing for all the times he said girls should have one piece's. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. The Christians are I out there. I should have instead spoken to the boys. Yeah. You're like, did you not? I feel right. like. But but we get the Christians on the record saying that just in time to have the liberals all change their position and say. And make the Christians look stupid again. dare you say the girls shouldn't be covered up? And that's it's why really funny. it's really good to have and your position why... anchored in God's word instead yeah. of what's hot on the presses of because the world. Because the Christians getting there just not in the nick of time is kind of... <laughs> <laughs> 
there. And we arrived fun. there just in time to have it be not cool. So I have something that I thought we should talk about that I just remembered. Okay. Which what? is that something I've heard a lot lately uh, in different places, but I keep hearing it. And I just suddenly realized that I was fed up with hearing it. Okay. And I wanted to have a little speak with anyone who might say it themselves. Okay. Or it's just a thing I want you to think, like, you know, what is it that you get in soccer? Right? Yellow card? What do you get? (laughs) I don't even know what you get. You get something. Someone throws a flag. Think about lacrosse. What do they do in lacrosse? They throw that. Yes. If you find yourself saying this, I want you to think of me throwing the penalty flag. Okay. All right. And then and then work through the fact like, well, did you actually do something you should not be doing here? Okay. And that is I started to hear often from Christian women or girls both the uh, some variation of I just don't feel the love of God. Or they'd be like I'm I don't feel God's love. I don't feel it. And all of a sudden, my feeling is that if you say that to me, I will say a liar. <laughs> you do too. Okay. You do too. What you're refusing to do is acknowledge it. Because yeah. you can say, I don't feel God's love all day long. Whereas if you're actually, if you actually like sat down or got on your knees to start thanking the Lord for all of the manifest love that yeah. he has showed you. Yeah. You absolutely do feel it because you yeah. actually are breathing. You have a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You see the sky. There are birds singing that you yeah. can hear. Like, your gratitude list should yeah. be enormous. And it's amazing that women will say, I don't feel God's love because it is something that you cannot argue with. Yeah. Like, they say, I can't feel God's love. And sort you're of a like, self-report. It's a self-report. Yeah. I checked my temperature, and, and I don't have yeah. any of God's love. I don't notice it. <laughs> and and it just was striking to me because I was thinking, it's kind of it like really you should fits repent in. of that then. That's yes. Because that's yes, you because refusing to feel God's love well, when you should. It's a lot like what we say with the Bible reading challenge, which is like people sitting at a table that's totally loaded with food and, and being like, I'm so hungry. I can't. Yeah. I'm starving. If only someone would give me some food. And you're like, look at it. It's yeah. all here. You know, like you have access to all of this. But I, I was realizing that I think that this is a thing. This is a major cultural thing is the weight that we put on how you feel about something yeah. being the truth, like that, that your yeah. feeling is itself the well, news. Here's another penalty flag to throw. And that is if you, cause I've seen Christian women saying, well, this is my truth and yeah, your truth. My truth is over there. And I was feeling like, when did we adopt that God-hating philosophy that we refer right. to your truth and my truth? There is one truth, just one, you know? Yeah. Where we believe that Jesus is the truth and the there way. are no other gods. The way, there's one way, the truth, there's one there's truth, one. and the life. There's yeah. one life. And so if you find yourself being like, well, my my truth is this or that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, does it line up with God's truth? If so, then it's not your truth. It's the truth. Yeah. And if it doesn't line up with God's truth, it's not your truth. It's a lie. So, yeah. So let's not do let's, that. <laughs> so let's But And that's the thing where like you that. say, it's like saying that my truth is that I don't feel God's love. When right. the truth 
is that, that God, God so loves you. loves you that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. Like that the truth is very yeah. different than what you feel yeah. and that people report on their feelings like it's a dead end of some kind. Yeah. Like unless there is some kind of supernatural intervention, this means I am not loved. Yeah. Right. And, and the thing is, is that they're acting like, unless there's some kind of supernatural intervention, like a, you know, lightning striking, but the reality yeah. is that there has been a supernatural intervention yeah. and someone came back from the dead. Yeah. Right. Do you remember that part of the plot? I'm going to start driving yeah, towards fine. your house while we talk. That makes, I was actually just thinking that. So like, good wavelength job. Yeah. I'm going to meet you at taco time. Yeah. And then I'll catch you at the Nazarene church <laughs> and it'll be amazing. So anyways, I was just thinking about that because I think women are incredibly vulnerable to this particular sin which is the sin of always keeping an eyeball on your feelings and then letting your feelings tell you, you know, like basically what your truth is. Yeah. Basically using your feelings as the GPS system Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. will not take you to where you need to be going. Like, because the thing is you've got to, it's not like you have to pretend you don't have feelings But when your feelings are blinking red lights and things, that's where you're like, right, I need a tune-up. I need to change the oil. I need to find out what's wrong with the engine. Why am I feeling like this? I need to fix it. Rather than, well, I guess here I am with a broken engine. Here I am, a child of God's that isn't loved. Nothing can be done now. Yeah, like, oh, remember? I... Remember one of the truths fixes itself. Yeah, remember one of the truths of our faith is that I'm not loved, and you're like, yeah, (laughs) that's wrong. But it's also wrong in the kind of way that's like, what are you waiting for that you think is going to come fix this for you, Mm -hmm. right? Because and that's the whole thing about like you actually have been given so much more than you're even able to process that the love of God that has been poured out on all of us and on all of God's children is so much more than we can even fathom Right. that it's amazing in that context to be like, mm, not picking up on it. Don't got right. it. Can't right. find it. And I do think that I, I do believe that the answer to this is always going to be gratitude. It's going to be starting to actually believe in the radical, radical grace of God that that gave you your life and has protected you. Mm-hmm. And you know, like there's so much there. I know I've told this story before when I was first pregnant with, I think it must've been Moses. Um, but I was totally surprised. It was a surprise pregnancy, which I feel like I just need to put this out there that I think I've never not been surprised. So <laughs> I don't know why I say that. Like it's, Right. You know, it's just always a surprise, but it was a, a surprise that time. And when I was sick and you're feeling like a lot is not working out naturally for me right now because I had a lot of children, you know, it's like stuff. Uh-huh. It was an intense time. And in that time I, I pulled up the, um, Nova film, I think the like miracle of life to yeah. show some of the kids, which it's very funny. I mean, we skipped some of the weird yeah. evolutionary tidbits that they Mm -hmm. pop in there but when they actually just describe what is happening Mm -hmm. when an egg is fertilized and when a like Mm -hmm. well and it's so funny because they're telling you the whole thing like isn't this a wild chance that this happened but when you when you 
watch yeah. it. Uh, that's this is one of these pedestrians that is not feeling the pressure no. of the situation. No, she is not. She should be hustling, and she's she not hustling. She's going to mosey it up with a mask on, alone yeah. in the hot, sweaty well, outdoors. You would have to only mosey yeah. if you were. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, so what I was going to say is, watching that little animation of what happens when a um, egg is fertilized and all this stuff was such a good healthy reminder for me it like it's a radical this is not something that happens on accident (laughs) you know what I mean like like nothing could make this happen other than God God creating actively calling another person into existence and it was such a good reminder for me just from the perspective of like to stop even thinking in my mind this was a surprise or this was mm-hmm. it was like I was surprised God yeah. was not surprised this was right. so intentional but of course that was me being sick but walk it back to how intentionally God called you into existence right. how intentionally did God like your whole story and the influences in your life and the ways he brought you to himself and how he has provided for you and how like yeah. We are so much like the well, Israelites in the desert. Moaning for Moaning for the cantaloupes and the cucumbers of old times. Yeah. yeah. So I have also probably told this story, but when I was, I don't know, I was maybe like four. I got into a spurt of deciding that mom and dad were going to leave. <laughs> like when I went to bed, they were just packing up and they were going to leave me. And then I'd get all traumatized and cry in my room. <laughs> so I, every single thing I heard played into my little narrative. Mm-hmm. I would hear mom doing the dishes in the kitchen and I would think she was packing the dishes into boxes. I would hear dad getting something off his bookshelf to read. Mm-hmm. That was dad packing him up. Getting the record to play. It was yeah. going to be, he was putting it all in the you know, in, in the, the box. Car. And, yeah. <laughs> and this can't have gone on very long. I think it was probably all done and dusted in under a week. But the thing is, I, I did this a few times and mom and dad really like tried to reassure me. I'm like, of course we never would do that, Becca. And if we would never leave you. And then the next night there, I am sure that they're doing <laughs> it. And I'm like, and every single fact played into my little story that I right. had going. And then, um, I think finally after, I don't know, four days of it or something, dad was like, Becca, you're telling lies about us because you're saying that we would leave you and we're not going to do that. And so you're lying about us. And I was so shocked. Like, what? Oh, I never did it again. That was it. And that that was the thing is like, you are telling lies about God when you decide to You're telling those lies. The same thing. Like, (coughs) oh, this situation in my life is a sign that God doesn't love me. Uh And Uh and you're acting like the balances like you have the balances out there and you're Uh like here's this hard providence in my life (laughs) and that tips the scales in the direction of God doesn't love me. God has been weighed in the scales and found found wanting. wanting. (laughs) Yeah like no in fact not. He hasn't been. And, And anyways the reason the reason that um and I, I think the thing is, is like, I, I don't, I don't remember much about that little incident because I was like four years old. I, I remember it, but I don't actually remember dad telling me that, but that was the thing that shook me out of it. And if right. I had to guess, I would think there's this little pleasure you get in being the sad, the poor, sad victim that people are being mean to. 
but then when you're actually the stinker who's telling lies, you don't like that at all. Like, that's not the narrative I wanted. Right. And, and then as soon as I saw that that's actually what we were doing there, then it's like, oh. Hmm. Right. So what I was going to say is if you feel like you have the scales out and you're like, I don't feel God's love because of the weight of these, whatever. I think you should go back to the, to the idea of it's Proverbs, just that God hates the dishonest scales and realize that what you're doing is lying about God because you are not objectively measuring in any way God's mercies and kindnesses and provisions and love for you as opposed to whatever thing it is that's bothering you, that you wanted or what you, you know, whatever thing is on your radar as a hardship. Right. It's like, no, you really really need to recalibrate and tune into this and this reminds me of another thing we've been talking this has come up a number of times I mean I don't know what Christians are not currently spending time with their mouths open and their eyes boggling (laughs) at what's happening in the world around us right now because it's like this is a high speed speed destructo (laughs) mode that we have gotten into and it's heavy and it it's is. heavy in individual people's lives. There's all kinds of heaviness happening around you. And there's all kinds of... I mean, this is a time when if you want to go get depressed... You could. You can. You can find a way. Even if you're not trying to get depressed. <laughs> even if you're just thinking, I want to help people and I want to serve the kingdom. Right. You could start carrying around a backpack loaded with horrible stories and anecdotes and hard times mm-hmm. right now. And I, it just struck me that I was like, you know what? If I was the devil, I would try to turn all the joyful Christians into a bunch of long-faced... Yeah. Like weeping and gnashing their teeth and grieving and sorrowing people. And so I just want to encourage you to, like, of course we all have heavy things to deal with right now. But that means we need to be really good at giving them to God. At being like, here's this heavy burden. Lord, I give it to you. You know, like I'm asking you to to deal with this. I'm Mm -hmm. asking you to uphold these people because I cannot. And and give it to him and then... Be joyful. Yeah. Like, live joyfully Rejoice in the knowledge that we have Lord, a God. Always. Yes, and also just that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The heavier the heavier the burdens seem to be around us, the more important it is that we be rejoicing and not long-faced, yeah. sad, measly Christians. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. And admire the right things. That's, that's cause like, I do think that our, our decisions to admire the whiners, admire the angry people, admire the fussers, admire the quitters, admire like, yeah. just don't do that because that is a, it really is a tactic from the enemy. Totally. It's like, let's admire what God admires. And it's just propaganda. Like it really, really is propaganda to be like somebody who is self-centered. That's a good person. Uh-huh. Somebody who is sacrificial, that's a bad person who probably yeah, has a neurosis. Also, also doing something doing something that might cost you something for others. Right. That's like deep evil in right. our world right now. And a minute ago we were all saying do hard things, but apparently that fell out of vogue also. <laughs> Christians were saying that though. Were other people saying that? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows who's been saying that? Yeah. Either way. 
be a Christian, which is very different than whatever's happening in the world all the time. Mm, and, and I just feel like if you're trying to keep up, well, you know, that little slogan about he who marries the science of today will be a widow tomorrow because Mm -hmm. it just (laughs) moves too fast. This is also true of being culturally relevant because the thing is, is if you stick to the gospel, that is always relevant. But, but if you but it's try constantly always relevant in a offensive way. Yes. And if you try to tailor the gospel to be culture, culturally relevant in this moment, that is exactly what you'll be as a widow tomorrow because the minute we get all the Christians saying yeah. modesty matters not at all, the world has moved on and is is off in a different department and you so and you're just outdated and you know I was struck this morning by our Bible reading. I've never felt so much like the beginning of Corinthians was all about today. (laughs) Isn't that funny how that happens? But when it was specifically saying that they call you filthy, Uh like Uh I was like, whoa, we're having a, this is more. And the whole thing about the gospel will always be total foolishness Uh to the world. Uh And I was just thinking how interesting that is because what's foolishness to the world right now is the freedom that we have in Christ. Yeah. And the freedom from the guilt of whatever, you know, new gendered racial cocktail that people can dream up <laughs> that we've been wronging everyone. Like the freedom in Christ from our own sin, the freedom from guilt, the freedom from shame, like that is total foolishness right. to the world. And that is where Christians are to be so different but it's really interesting to me when you're like I just I think it's just because I'm old enough now I'm feeling like having lived through such different seasons of culture is really odd Uh like it's like wow yeah the world used to be does feel like the wheels have fallen off at this point and we're just chattering down well, the side of the mountain. With- guys, we live in the in the northwest, which is a beautiful area, and we love it very dearly. But the last probably five years, we've had major wildfire seasons where it's smoky. Like, it's like, you know, it's whatever. Really smoky right but now. The, the problem is that the reason it's smoky is from a long, long time of forest mismanagement issues happening. Do, do, I think, to the legislatures. It's through the desire to conserve, preserve everything. It's like a, it's like making everything a preservation instead of a something you steward wisely. And it is, ended up being that we just have like um, a lot of underbrush and stuff that has just not been managed in a way that yeah, now it just burns. Now it just burns and it's crazy. Anyways, but it, it feels to me very parallel to just yeah. our culture in general. That it took a long time yeah, of yeah. poor decisions happening before we reap the consequences yeah. for a and while. now all of a sudden we're all living in the smoke. It's this all of our bills came due in yeah. so many different areas. All of our... All of our uh, moral and ethical public bills uh-huh. came due. Yeah. And it's like now we have athletes representing our nation who won't participate in the national anthem. Which Are is like, so funny. Like what? How did we but get to there? But that's part of the thing that's so funny is that what they're doing is actually it, it actually is 
representing our nation in it the is. sense yeah. in the sense that it used to be like go look red white and blue and sparkly on the podium yeah. for us and now it's like go look like a thug and cross your arms and scowl at everyone <laughs> and that is what we yeah. admire and uh-huh. love you know yeah. we're like yeah woohoo that's our man pretending to be a girl or that's our you know i don't yeah. think i don't think the u.s has one but you know what i'm saying yeah what i'm saying is there is there is we deserve what we get we do we deserve a lot worse we than we're getting pray that god has mercy isn't that the truth all right do you have any tips before um, we go back i feel up? like i had a tip but it's gone it's i was feeling vanished. like i almost might be acting like a mature human this summer for okay. just in this one area right, not in right. any others this one area I had a day where I was like ah my heels look really dry and I oh. had that thought I should you know pumice them scuff off scuff them up and then I'm like every time I do that my heels crack and then all okay. of a sudden I was like what if riddle me this what if I used a foot lotion <laughs> So, like, why I have this annual appointment with cracked heels, but this is the first time that I actually thought to prepare in advance. Humans might have done this What if I step in and I try to intercede before this? So, I ordered the O'Keefe, whatever it is, O'Keefe's foot cream. I had some and I got more. And I'll tell you that, did you know that you can live a summer without your heels cracking? That's exciting. Yeah, big news for me. All right. I don't know why I, it's hard to say why I never really. Sometimes it's funny when you realize you've been putting up with things for long enough. That was it. That was the thing that made it funny to me was that it was like, I'm like, I do this every year, don't I? Like there comes some time where I'm like, oh, that's nasty. That's a lot of dry skin. I should scuff it off yeah and then you're like whoops it's all tight and cracked <laughs> anyways yeah that's my big hot tip all right well well done you've got well one. thanks really ending on a high note here yeah 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 all right until all right. next time <laughs> goodbye <laughs>